0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the word of God to move forward into your destiny. But I'm going to teach you tonight on the subject of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what I want to say to you is that it's going to be very teachy, line upon line, and I know that there's several of you in here that have already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but what I would encourage you to do is Take the format of how I'm going to deliver it to you and write the scriptures down, because I could tell you that we're living in a season where people are hungry for God, they want to know God, they want to learn about God, and God is going to use you in ministering to people the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you may say, well, I know these things, some of you, not all of you, but God's gonna, God is saying to you, you ha- You can teach this and you can minister this to others, just not only in church, but in your home settings. I know one of my very best friends, her name is Susan, and um, she, you know, she was one of the moms at the school, and I was new in the community, and she was loved God, strong Catholic girl, loved God. And we got connected through another friend, and um, so we, we decided we were going to start walking together, because we live so close together, and Susan and I began walking, and we started talking about God, and, and she just loved God, loved God. And um, I remember I said to her one day, I said, and I reluctantly said it, because I was new to the community, you know, and it was just like one of those things, can't I just hide and be quiet? And I knew, because she was, knew everybody, I said, Susan, have you ever heard of the baptism and the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues? And she said, no, I've, I've never heard of that, but I want it. So I was like, great, you know, <laughs> great in a good way and great in an oh my gosh way. Now uh, the cat's are going to be out of the bag about me here in this new community. So I took her up into my now it's now it's my closet but it used to be my office that ought to give you a little indication of what's going on in that closet but anyway i took her into my office and I, I prayed with her to accept jesus even though she knew jesus that's just how i operate you want to make sure people are born again and and then led her in a prayer like we're going to do at the end of the service for the baptism and the holy spirit and instantly, she started speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave her utterance, and she's never been the same. And so I just, God used me to disciple her and point her to the Word of God and point her to some solid teaching. And so, you know, you know I said all that to say that happened in my home. So I believe the Lord is preparing this church for a harvest. So if you've already been filled with the Holy Spirit, just take a hold of these scriptures and make them your own and keep them in a a, a notepad on your phone or wherever you want to keep them because God is going to use you to minister to others. You don't have to be, you know, a, a, a reverend or a minister. You're all priests and kings under our God you all can be used in ministering to others god can use every single one of you so be open to that right so we're going to talk about the baptism of the holy spirit now my story goes like this and some of you have already heard it that when i was born into the world i was born just like many of you with a heart for god and even as a little girl i loved god i longed for god i used to love to go to church I loved being raised in the church, I went to a Catholic private school, and we had to go to church every single morning, and I used to just love going to church, and I loved God, and and, and, and as a little girl, I used to go in my backyard, and I just couldn't stop thinking about him and talking to him. And you know, the Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The Bible says, I will dwell in them, I'll walk in them, I'll be their God, they'll be my people. And these children that are in the earth today, they're connected to God. And the time that they disconnect is when they reach an age of accountability, and then the Bible says sin revives, and they die, it's an internal separation. That's what that scripture means. So as a little girl, I used to sit on the tree stump in the backyard. I used to look up into the sky, and I used to want to see God's face. And I didn't even know that that was in the Bible. You know, Moses, you know, wanted to see God's face. And, you know, that's intimacy with God. I used to always want for him and long for him. And so when the time came that I had to make a decision about lordship of Jesus Christ, I decided I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go another way and hang out with my friends and do all those things. And I definitely felt a disconnect. Does anybody remember when that happened to you? Definitely felt a disconnect. And so I went into this season of searching and, and uh, just doing my own thing. And then, and then eventually, I, it came around where I started to feel an emptiness in my heart and that all the things of the world were not satisfying me. This is, you know, you can only, you can only, like, smoke so much pot. You can only, like, party so much. And let me tell you, it's, it's, sin is fun for a season, But at the end of the day, it really gets old because at the core of who we are, we were created for intimacy with God. We were created for a purpose, and our purpose is to serve him with clean hands and a pure heart. Every one of us has a purpose. It's already, destiny is already on the inside of us, even as children. And so... I started to get a little uncomfortable. Little did I know that my mother was praying for me. She got born again. I, I think she was already born again, but she had an experience with the Holy Spirit in the Catholic charismatic movement. How many of you remember that movement? You know, it was always in the basement of the church, you know, never in the Holy of Holies at the altar. You know, It was in the basement of the church, and she had this experience with the Holy Spirit. She got baptized in the Holy Spirit, And so when she found out that she could use your prayer language to pray for me, she started really praying for me with this other friend of ours who was a pastor of a church. And so they started praying for me. And when they started praying for me, you know, the Holy Ghost just, you know, I know now because I understand the Holy Spirit, but he is a person. And so the Holy Spirit just started to convict me and convince me of my need for Jesus. And I was so uncomfortable. I, I I was unhappy in the world, but I didn't really want to be totally in the church. Honey, you know what I'm talking about. And so they started really praying for me and praying for me. And then one day, I I just went up into my, the, the um into the uh, the bookshelf and I found this Bible. It was a Catholic Bible, and I pulled it out. You see, we are unconsciously at times led by our spirits. Okay? doesn't God say, I'm going to instruct you and lead you in the way that you should go. Even these people that we're praying for that are not yet saved. Let me tell you, you start praying for them. and The Holy Spirit has an influence on their lives. You can't resist the love of God. It's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. It's the love of God that draws people in. That's why I don't beat people over the head. I just love them. And I don't judge them. let God do all that work. and He is at work in the earth today. The Holy Spirit is the agent of God in the earth. And so I was unconsciously led am I talking too fast? Okay good. I was unconsciously led by the Spirit. I pulled out this, this, this Catholic Bible, you know, dusted it off, and I was led by the Spirit to open up to the book of Psalms. Can you imagine? you know, didn't know anything about the Bible. And so I was unconsciously let go to read the book of Psalms. I started reading them out loud. Says that's when I began to search for meaning and the search for what is my life about, the search. And the search was on, you know, God said, those that seek me will find me. You knock on the door, the door will be open. I guarantee you. And so I just started reading the book of Psalms. So I'd come home from the parties, and I would open up the book of Psalms, and I would just read and read and recreate in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't take your Holy Spirit. I mean, just all these Psalms, you know, the Psalms of David. And so that went on for about a year. And, uh, and one night, I was in my, my bedroom, 829 North President, Wheaton, Illinois, 60187. And it's actually one of my words, you know. When the, you know, the computer, the security asks you for a secure, you know, a secure question. I don't care. We're not on camera. We're good. <laughs> they always say, "What street did you live on growing up?" It's President Street. Hallelujah. So anyway, there I am in my bedroom, in the corner. And I've just been seeking and seeking and seeking. Those that seek me, find me. Then when you knock at the door, it shall be open. For everyone who asks, receives. He that seeks, finds. And so I just was really just going at it. Lord, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like, what must I do to be saved? How is this going to happen? I want to be saved. I didn't even know I was asking. And so... I'm sitting there on my bed, and for the first time in my life, I heard, I think, it, Kenneth e. Hagin would call it, and I would teach it, the more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. And I heard right here, Lord, what must I do to be saved? And right here, I heard this a voice, and he said, only believe. And I was like... I was like, I believe, and when I believed and said that out of my mouth, the darkness that was on me, the gross darkness that was covering me, that that spirit of darkness lifted up off of me, and I felt it leave, and I felt the love of God being shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit, and I felt like I had come home. I felt like I was like when I was a little kid, when I had that connection with Jesus. But see, I had lost that connection through sin. So to make a long story short, I was told the pastor that was praying with my mother that something had happened to me. I didn't know really what it was. Um, You know, they they knew I had been born again. I had this encounter with Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad he is alive and and alive in the earth today? He is in this room. I was thinking about it because I was teaching last night in one of our small groups about... the discerning of spirits. You know, we can't see Jesus, you know, but he did walk into the room and walked into the disciples and showed them his hands and his his scars and the whole nine yards. You know, we don't see him, but he's here. And we can have encounters with him. And so, and blessed are those that believe and have never seen. Amen. And so, therefore, they knew that I had this encounter with Jesus Christ. And I didn't see him. I just knew that I had been something changed. And we know what that is. I had been born again. You know, I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things passed away. All things became new. I was born again. The light had come on. I was saved. I became a child of the living God. And so into the, for about two weeks, you know, we started, my friend and I actually got saved, she got saved, I forget how she got saved, but we started to go to this church, and, um, you know, it was this, now we know, it was a charismatic church, it was a church like this, I don't even know what we call ourselves anymore, but anyway, back in the day, you know, we were charismatics, and so, you know, I was going to this church, going to this church, and I was saved But I kind of felt like I was missing something. You know, the Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. He will testify of Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit within me was testifying and showing me there is more, Margie, And I know you're hungry and you're thirsty for me. Doesn't the Bible say, blessed are those that hunger and thirst, they will be filled? And I still had this this hunger. And so I just didn't know what it was. I'm like, Lord, what is this? I still feel like, not that there's something missing, I just felt like there was more. Because when you have Jesus, you have everything, right? And so therefore, we go to this charismatic church and then, They did this worship like you guys do when when you you have the worship on Sundays. And and, and all of a sudden, they all started singing in other tongues. You know, we got to get that back in the church. You remember when we used to sing in tongues and it was like a harmony and a symphony and it was like we were singing in tongues of men and angels and even though we were all different personalities and types and ages, it made one voice to be heard on high to our Father. And you know, the Bible says, when we we operate like that as one, there will be nothing that will be impossible for us which you have imagined to do, especially when you worship God in spirit and in truth. Praise stills the Avenger. The devil hates it when we worship him. And so they were all singing in tongues, just like I demonstrated. It's interesting because I did a video on Facebook uh, called um, The the Prayer of Singing in Tongues. I had over 7,000 views on that one video. People are very hungry for the supernatural. People are very hungry for everything that God has. That's why we shouldn't be ashamed of what we know. You know, I was a little ashamed to tell Susan, you know, I speak in tongues because what's everybody in the Bridgewater community going to say about Margie Florent? Well, she speaks in tongues. She's one of those holy rollers, you know, whereas I'm actually a very normal person just like you. How many of you are normal in here? You guys normal? Yes. And so we we're in this church service and, and 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 after the service was over, I went up to the lead guy, and you know, the pastor or whatever, and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, "What was that?" And and he and he said, Well, that was tongues. I said, I want that. Because they didn't have an altar call. There wasn't an opportunity. We're going to give everyone an opportunity tonight. But I said, I want that. So me and my, my friend, my girlfriend at the time, they sat us down. Now, here's what I disagree with. They didn't give us any instruction. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Anytime I ever get anybody filled with the Holy Spirit, I always give them what the Bible says. And we're going to get to that. I still have a lot of time. And so they didn't give us any instruction. I think it's really important to give people instruction. So when the enemy comes and he tries to steal what they receive, because he hates it when we speak in tongues, hates it. I'm going to talk about the benefits of tongues, not this Wednesday, because I have another meeting, but this Wednesday after. You do not want to miss it. God has given me some revelation on the benefits of speaking in tongues. But the enemy doesn't want it. But the more instruction we have, the more fruit you're going to see when you minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So they didn't really give me any instruction or my friend any instruction. All I knew was they, they laid hands on us, and they prayed for us, and I felt the, that presence, the presence, not that, the Holy Spirit is not an it, he is a person. And I felt this the presence of that love being coming upon me, and at the same time, because I was born again, joined to the Lord, one spirit with him, the temple of the Holy Spirit, something in me was rising up, John seven thirty-eight. out of my innermost being, was flowing the rivers of living water, and there was something I wanted to say to God that was bigger than any word I could think of in the human English language. And, and I just was struggling with it, struggling. And I was trying to think it, think, 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 think. How can I form a word in my mind as to what to say to God as to what I feel or sense on the inside of me? And so... My friend who was with me, she started singing in tongues, really softly, and she was completely engulfed in the presence of God. I was engulfed, but I didn't know what to do. I'll tell you why. Because nobody told me that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a perfect gentleman all things are done decently and in order he's a gentleman and then he's not going to come on me and make me say or do something i don't want to do i have to yield myself over unto him that he uses my voice my vocal cords i lift up my voice i form the words and the expression comes from my heart through my mouth with words that cannot be uttered in articulate speech or your regular kind of speech. And it is not an earthly language that I was thinking, 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 think, think, thinking in my head. It was a heavenly language. And that when a person speaks in an unknown tongue, he's not speaking to people He's speaking directly onto God and onto the heart of God. And God understands it. Are you listening? But nobody told me that I had to do the speaking. Nobody told me. So for me, my experience was, because this is an experience. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is an experience. It is a separate experience from the new birth. And so we'll get into this and it will empower you in ways you can't even imagine. And so anyway, so my experience was that I left there and I didn't release my language. All I did was I said, I just said, Oh God, I said, you're so uh, outrageous. You know, Just an Italian big word, you know. It was the biggest word I could think of. But there was something even bigger on the inside that needed to come up out of me and be said to God. And it was a bigger word than any word that you could say in the English language. That's why I love praying in tongues, you know, because you when you run out of words in English and you don't know how to pray about something, you can pray beyond any English word, any big word, and you could get a, so much more done by using your voice, and yielding over to the Holy Ghost. Well, thank you, Lord. I'm glad I have all my notes. It's always such a joy. But so this is what I did. And I know you don't really think this is true, but I'm less now, but I'm a little shy. I'm an introvert. So maybe it was all the people around me, you know, that I was intimidated by. But when I got in my car and I was by myself, and I got behind the wheel. Uh-huh, saraka yeke sheke tamaya soraka I just released my prayer language. Tongues, utterance in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of the Holy Ghost. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, that I asked. I believed I received it. I just had to release my prayer language. Was an act of my will i will pray with the spirit the apostle paul said i will pray with the understanding also sometimes when i minister to people you know you know because i always get you know people that have been seeking a long time and they haven't released their land i get a lot of those kind of people and i just tell them you w- i will pray who does the praying i do well, what does that mean no it's the holy spirit he prays Your spirit, the Amplified says, by the Holy Spirit, he gives you the utterance, but you have to yield to him, and you have to release that language, and you've got to give what you have on the inside of you utterance or voice. You are the house of prayer. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you have to yield over to him and release it. I will pray with the Spirit. Okay? So let me give you some scriptures. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was promised. Don't worry, I'll get you out of here by eight. I know the rules. I always obey the rules. That's why I'm blessed. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was promised and I heard you had an outpour last weekend. The Holy Ghost likes this church. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I preach a lot of different places, and you can't always be free like this and anointed like this and say things you never planned to say. There's something about this church. I'm telling you, this church is going to burst out at the seams. You're going to lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. You're going to break out on the left. You're going to break out on the right. There is a harvest that is ready to come, and God is raising you up as people who are going to operate in what the The Bible calls in Mark 16, the believer's ministry, laying hands on the sick, getting people filled with the Holy Ghost, all kinds of signs and wonders and miracles. We are the body of Christ members in particular. My job, pastor's job, the leadership's job is to equip you to do what? To do the work of the ministry. Lord have mercy. So, the Holy Spirit was promised, Joel 2, 28 and 29. The guys all got my notes and we're putting them all up because I was supposed to teach. I wasn't supposed to preach. A man plans his ways and who directs his steps? The Lord. The anointing that you have received abides where? In you. And he desires to manifest. And it says here in Joel, it'll come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And, and that's that's young and old. I remember one time I was doing a meeting right here. I don't know if any of you guys were here. They asked me to do the youth meeting. So we did the youth meeting first, and I was praying over the youth, and there were so many people. This place was packed. Do you remember that service? And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shifted gears, and then we went out and started ministering to the adults. And that's when the Lord said to me, there is no junior Holy Spirit I'm pouring my spirit out in this service on the young and the olds. You know what the sign of a healthy church is when you got young and olds? Okay. And it'll come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons. <clears throat> And your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and also on my men's servants, on my maid's servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Make sure you take these scriptures down. You're going to need them. So we, the Holy Spirit, in the Old Testament, the book of Joel, and the Old Testament, he was only upon the prophets, the priests, and the king. He would come upon them. They were not born again because Jesus had not yet come. You understand that? Okay? So, but those of us who are saved, the Holy Spirit, we already said this, is within us. So the Holy Spirit was already promised, but it had not yet been given. It was just a prophecy in the book of Joel. Amen? You got it? Okay, so now here we have Jesus. He, he's the word made flesh. He dwells amongst us. And I I can't remember the exact number. He talks so much about the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to give you a few because these scriptures relate to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Luke 24, 49, Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Now, in this case, listen, he told them to tarry. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right here. Now, you, under the New Testament, in the dispensation of the church age, don't have to tarry for the Holy Ghost. He is already here. Do you understand? Some Pentecostal churches back in the day, you know, they used to come to the altars and they'd tarry for the Holy Spirit. Tarrying, oh, I'm just tarrying, I'm just, tarrying. no, you need to just lift up your voice. You've asked, you've believed, you've received, now give voice to what is in your heart. Luke eleven nine 9 through 13, <clears throat> I said this multiple times, it seems to be a theme for tonight. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find, no question about it. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Then he says, for everyone who asks, receives. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have to get all the sin out of your life before you receive the baptism and the Holy Spirit? No, because the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you power over all the stuff and the weights that try to easily beset us and keep us from running our race. So he says, everyone that asks, receives. He who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now listen, if a son asks for a bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer them a scorpion? Now this is very important. That's what you got to make sure when you minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People are saved. They know Jesus. They confess him as Lord and Savior. They believe in their hearts that God raised them from the dead. And they are born again. And you get them to say, and Jesus is my Lord. Especially, you know, like I've done this overseas, you know, there's a lot of shaking that goes on in some of these places overseas. And you see manifestations of activity that is not from the Holy Ghost. That's why it's important. Okay, and then he says, if you then be an evil, that word evil is really referring to natural, like parents. If you then being evil or natural people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? He says, Jesus said, will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? So he's not holding anything back, is he? He's a generous God, right? John 7:37 through 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out and said, I wish I could have been there, right? Can you imagine? If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, okay? Then he goes on to say in verse 38 He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, another translation says belly, will flow rivers of living water. That's what I had when I had that bubbling up coming up. There was something bubbling up. I needed wanted to say something. That was the Holy Ghost giving unction, uh, giving, you know, utterance. out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this, he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him, who are they who, who? who? Those who believed in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You understand that? Let's go on. I'm going to read all the scriptures I have here. Acts 1, 4 through 8. Some of Jesus' last words, he placed such an emphasis on the Holy Spirit. And being assembled with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, Here's that word, Terry. But Terry, this translation says, But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, you know, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. The revelation wasn't there. They didn't get it. Aren't you glad that God's patient with us? They didn't get it. They asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And then he said unto them, he got them back on track. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. And he got them on track. Let's stay on track. Let's not be seeker-friendly churches and get off track. Let's let the power of God manifest in our meetings. You are not going to offend people. People need God. They need the power of God. They're hungry for God. He kept them on track. He said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And now notice, upon you. So the Holy Spirit can be within you, but there's also the Holy Spirit upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the world. Now, when he said you're going to receive power, that word power is dunamis. It's miracle working power. It's power capable of reproducing itself. So when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're receiving that power, and not only that, you when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit... It opens you up for the first Corinthians 12, a gifts and manifestations of the spirit to operate in and through you. This is not totally the subject, but Jesus did no might It is actually Jesus. Did, it's not in my notes. Jesus did no mighty works till he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, he went up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He was actually led by the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Um, He went up full of the Spirit, the Bible says. But when he returned from that temptation, he returned in the power of the Spirit. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, thank God sometimes for the things we go through. They don't come from God, but they don't make us bitter. They make us better and stronger. Every time you get through a temptation in your life, every time you get through a really hard and difficult time in your life, you'll come out of that and and promoted into another level of spiritual authority. You don't see it, but it's in the spirit. That's why the devil fears you. Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But Jesus already prayed for us. What did he pray? your faith fail not. Okay, so the Holy Spirit next is poured out at the birth of the church age. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, we're almost done. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, I would love this, I wish I was there, I think they started out with 500, right, Pastor Beth? And now, at the end of the day, there's only 120 left in the upper room. Guaranteed, I would have been one of the 120. I would never leave him, and I would never forsake him. I'm not perfect, but I want to be as close to Jesus as possible. And if he said something, I'm going to believe it. How about you? Right? They were all in one accord. Only the 120 were left. And suddenly... (laughs) There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Ah, Sheke, Tea, Mahia. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can you imagine the Holy Ghost coming in here like a rushing mighty wind? Do you know that there's a place in the Bible, I don't know where it is, that, that when the disciples prayed, the Bible says the house literally shook? Can you imagine? And then what happened is, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. They felt that, that weightiness. They felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there is a weightiness. Some people feel that, and some people don't. That's why everybody has a different experience. I've ministered to men, really intelligent men, and they're thinkers, and they just, they just start speaking in tongues in just like a, 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 a casual way. Then you've got people that are a little more emotional, and they, they, they cry and they, they manifest some emotion. Just be you when you get, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. As a fire is sat upon, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what was the evidence of them being filled? And they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Tongues is the initial sign of a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit. People don't want to hear it, but it's true. Yes, you can be saved. Yes, you can have the Holy Spirit. Yes, he can be active. But we're talking about this separate experience. Tongues is the initial sign. Then, Mark 16, Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they're going to cast out demons. And what else? They will speak with new tongues. And I'm just going to say this, we don't have time we're not talking about one of the nine gifts of the spirit spoken of in 1st Corinthians 12 where it says do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. That scripture is is referring to people who are operating in public assembly and they speak with tongues and it's an utterance and it's a prophetic utterance of the holy ghost and someone comes and interprets it. So, does that work for you? Yes. He says you're there these signs will follow them that believe. They will what? Speak with new tongues. So, how do we receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism? Look at Acts chapter 8, verse 14. I am really having fun tonight, are you? Yeah. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they were saved, weren't they? They were Christians, they were believers, they, were, they had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Why? who, when they had come down, prayed for them, why? That they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. He had only been baptized, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And here's one way you can receive, and we're going to do it tonight. And they laid hands on them. Actually, I don't lay hands immediately, I wait. I like to wait for the Holy Spirit to start coming on people, and I, I watch them, and watch them use, release their prayer language, and then, then I go and I start laying hands, because I don't like to interrupt the Holy Ghost, because you can minister the baptism of the Holy Ghost in different ways. I like my style. I just let the Holy Ghost do his thing, and then I go and I start laying hands on because I don't want people to be distracted. So it's however you decide to minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have to be led by the Lord. Then they laid hands on them and received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power that anyone on whom I lay hands, I may receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that they spoke with tongues. But here we see Simon saw something. Well, what did he see? See? See what I'm saying? Did he see them speaking in tongues? Doesn't say that, does it? But he had to see something. I believe he saw them speaking in tongues. I believe he saw that there was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and he wanted that power. Amen? Amen. That's just my opinion. I, don't speak, I speak by opinion, not by commandment. So Acts 9, 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And what? Laying his hands on him, he said, Brother, saw the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me to you that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we know with Paul, what did he say? Paul said it. I don't know where the scripture is, but he said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. So the scripture here, again, doesn't say he spoke with tongues, but he said himself, I speak in tongues more than you all. And I have so much revelation, I wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you speak in tongues and you pray in the Holy Ghost. It opens up the Bible to you in a way you can't even imagine. Yeah. Acts ten forty four, my favorite scripture. While Peter was still speaking these words, this is what I'm believing God for in my meetings. I'm believing God for the power gifts to happen. Someday, Lord, it's not my will, your will be done. You can't make this stuff happen. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Ghost decided, because he has a will, he fell on all those that heard the word. Isn't that fun? And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. And as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. God is no respecter of persons. And then what does the scripture say? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Lastly, Acts 19, 1 through 7. Are you good with all these scriptures? We need this, right? Here's the Amplify, but I know my guys are using the new King James. I'll amplify it when it's necessary. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper island districts and came down to Ephesus there he found some disciples. They were believers. They were disciples. And he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Hi. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That's a good question to ask somebody when you're ministering to them. It's like I said to Susan, Have you ever heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Sometimes the way to get to a person's heart, and Jesus did it a lot, he asked questions. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, no, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So he asked them, into what baptism were you baptized? They said, into John's. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord, and then what happened? And Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Spirit came on them. And what happened? They spoke with tongues, and then they immediately started prophesying. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. What an outrageously good message tonight. It's always so much better when the Holy Spirit's involved. He takes boringness out of everything. I don't even know if that's a word. There's no boredom with the Holy Spirit. He brings life and energy into our lives and into our meetings and in our homes, wherever we allow him to manifest. So I'm going to go ahead. Do we have any kind of music or anything, maybe something quiet? I don't really know how you guys do it. I'm going to ask it. every head would be, be bowed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Today is the day. Now is the time. When you ask Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, you will receive. Remember the key scripture for tonight that keeps coming up. Those who seek me will find me. When you knock at the door, the door is going to be opened. But you just have to open up the door of your heart and just forget about everybody else. And, and, And just... Just say yes to Jesus. I want that. So if you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm just going to ask you to come up to the front. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait. I'll tell you, I have to be honest with you. I'm not going to do it tonight. But I can remember, remember Marsha back in the day with Jerry Sturgeon's church meetings, the Assembly of God church? We used to, I'm just going to wait. Because if you feel a presence on you, some, your heart pounding, the Holy Spirit is drawing you. He wants to give you this gift. And I remember like we used to do like three and four day meetings. Remember those times back in the day when we used to, that's why we got to operate in the new day. We're in the new day. It's a different day, right? So we can't keep going back in the day because we still have to be relevant for the day we live in now. He said, "I'm doing a new thing, but the Bible's still the same. The culture's just different." So back in the day, we had like three-day meetings, and I was single at the time. I didn't understand that people had kids and had to get home and the whole thing. It's really quite ignorant until I had my own. So I'd keep people until 10, 30, 11. People would actually stay, but we had meetings and moves of God and manifestations of the Spirit. People were so hungry. But back in the day, I could literally go into the audience, and I could tell who was filled with the Holy Ghost and who wasn't. It used to scare the heck out of people. Oh, my God, she's coming down the aisle. They go like this. And all they needed was a little nudge. And then they got out of their seat. So I'm going to give it a few more minutes, a few more seconds, because we have to go home. But if you're here and you'd like to receive, I'm just going to ask you to come up. Here's another story while I'm waiting for you to come up. We had meetings at the Four Square Church with Jim Piper, and we had Moves of God. Remember Jim Piper? Four Square Church, amazing church in Collins Lakes. And we had kids that would come to the altar, and I'm telling you, Pastor Beth, they, they would – fall under the power, speak in tongues. And we had one young boy, he had a vision of Jesus. See, I want that. How about you? That's why the more we talk about the Holy Spirit and the more we open our hearts up, the more he goes, wow, I feel comfortable here. Wow, I like it here. It's like a friendship with the Holy Spirit instead of pushing him out. Okay, I think we're good. I feel a release in my spirit. Okay, now remember, everyone who asks receives. Every one of you are going to ask. Every single one of you are going to receive. But I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and he's not going to make you say or do something you don't want to say or do. When he comes upon you rises up within you, whatever experience you have, Yield to him. He he uses your voice. He uses your vocal cords. You have to say it. And don't let your head, it's going to be, some of you, it's going to be a little difficult. Don't let your head get involved. Just yield over to him. And you're going to speak to him. The Bible calls it mysteries. You're not going to understand what you are saying. But God understands you. Can I have a few more ushers? There's like a powerful presence here, and I just want to make sure everybody's comfortable. Okay, so let's all pray this prayer together. Now, listen, if you're here and you didn't come up and you have not yet received the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you can receive right in your seat. Hello? Yeah, you knew I was going to say that, right? You can receive right in your seat. Just yield over to him, okay? And don't feel guilty. You can receive right in your seat. The Holy Spirit will get you and grab you right where you are at. My friend Susan got filled with the Holy Ghost in my office. You know, the Holy Spirit is everywhere, all right? So what we're going to do is we're all going to pray together. We're going to all pray the the prayer of salvation. And then we're going to ask Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. And then you're just going to go ahead, and you're going to yield over, and you're just going to start speaking in tongues. And it will happen. Everyone who asks, receives. He that seeks, finds. Okay? So let's all say this together. Heavenly Father, Father, I come before you you. with clean hands hands. and a pure heart, heart. hungry Hungry. for for more. Jesus... I am asking you to come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I know that God raised you from the dead, and you are seated at the right hand of the Father. And now, because I've asked you to come into my heart, you are here with me, abiding in me. Jesus Christ, tonight I make you Lord over my life. Take my life and mold me, shape me into whatever you desire me to be. And now, Jesus, I am asking you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, Spirit. rise up inside me. And I will, I will begin to speak with other tongues as you give me utterance. Now speak, karamande. There you go. There you go. Speak, speak. Leke sekete ne mamba soko alalaba shatan nele me he 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 he. La masoko ne la masaka te nele me he yande le meki shatan nele me ishara o la 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 basiki tiri ano me shikito. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Some of you only have a couple of words. Just keep speaking. Keep speaking. There you go, there you go. That's him, that's him, that's him. Just keep speaking. There you go, honey, you got it. That's it, that's it. Oh, shaka sate, ye shaka la mashekete. There you go. It's a beautiful language. Oh, nele meshiki, tararabaha, sokota, ye namase. There you go. There you go. Keep yielding. That's the Holy Spirit. Isn't he beautiful? Just keep yielding, honey. You have, you've received. Just keep exercising your language. Keep speaking. That's him. That's him. Close your eyes. Don't look at me. I'm not the giver. That's him. Keep speaking. Everyone stay with me. Stay with me on the magic sky. There you go. There you go. There you go. Lema shakata shadow under my eyes soona. In the me eyes, shadow in Ya ba so roka. Yeke shekete de ba asaka. O la 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 ba shikiti. There you go. Le 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 Yeah, beautiful. anele oh. Thank you, Lord. That's the Holy Ghost. It's all over you. There you go. There you go. Just release it. Just There you go. It's beautiful. Jesus. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Jesus. There you go, honey. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. Yes. Yep. Yep, beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Keep praying, everybody. Stay with me. There's the Holy Ghost. Here he is. There you go, honey. Just release it. There you go, honey. You're thinking. No thinking. God is not a mind. He is a spirit. Talk to him. You've got something big to say to him, and you know it. You have a heart for God, and you love God. Tell him how you feel. There you go, honey. There you go. You got it. Let it go. Keep speaking. Come on, the Holy Ghost is right there. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's got a different language. You keep speaking. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. God is going to continue to take you from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory one degree of glory another degree of glory you go up to the ankles and you you stay there for a while and then you go up to the up here and then you kind of stay there for a while and then God's going to take you up to the knees once you reach a certain part you're going to be so immersed that you're going to be like Whoa! I never dreamed that there could be so much more that uh, the Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. That's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, ma soko. Stretch your hands. Stay with me, guys. You're practicing your prayer language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. There you go, honey. That's him. That's him. Woo, him. Just keep yielding. Keep yielding. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. I'm going to go over here, and you can just be with you and God. You've already received. You just need to talk to him. Articulate to him what you want to say. Leng mandorama, ye, lengombasaba de debeshe, bassocote de debe, bacoshina, ashanina, 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 likobasata, meshikita debe. Oh, le 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 le. They can't talk two languages at the same time. There you go. Here he's rising up. I could sense him rising up. Lenga dole mai a kissogne le maschio con le bate de be sihi tal basane lide le messi kid le mas de su messi speaking and beshu, beu si Oh, beautiful Jesus There you go, honey There you go You could sense the presence Yes, there you go There you go Just keep praying like that Keep releasing that language There you go There you go There you go go. There you go. There you go. Man, the Holy Ghost is all over you. I want you just look at me for just a second. You feel the Holy Ghost? So here's, here's, the, here's the deal. You can't talk two languages at the same time. So you got to, it, it's, if it's tonight, here, and now, or if it's when you get in the car, You've got to switch gears and talk out of your heart to God. Stretch your hands toward Him one more time. You got it? You're so precious. Aren't these, isn't this an amazing service? There you go. Yes, you're already filled. You just need to release. There you go. Yes, yeah, Sokote. You're going to give him a book, right? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at me. You have a mercy heart, a mercy gift. You're so loved by God. Just release that to him. Everything that's in your heart, he created your innermost being. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. When you pray to him, you pray in that language, he understands you. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.